Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. And now your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360. Back after a one-week hiatus. Well, it wasn't a hiatus for me, just for the show. I was down in Orlando for... NXT's debut on USA Network. Awesome. I didn't even know you were going to be down there that week for some reason. When I got the text, I was like waking up, getting ready to come to the show. And I was like, oh, Sean's not here. There's no show today. Go back to sleep. (laughs) And I would have called in from from the PC, but it was just with, you know, it was the day before uh, going on live. So there was just a lot going on. And uh, couldn't be proud. You know, I don't like to... Sometimes when you say I'm proud of some someone or whatever, it can kind of come off condescending or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? I like, don't think so. Oh, I'm proud. Like I think if you're genuinely proud of but someone, I'm really it proud of all the, all the talent on there stepping up and um, you know, there will be people that will doubt. You know, they'll say, "Oh, I don't think they're ready to go live," or "I'm not, you know, ready for." You're not ready until you just until you do it. You know, like I mean, if you if people wait until they think they're ready for something, they'll never fucking do anything. Well, that's why they people, say that you when know? you try to learn how to swim, that's why they tell you just well, get in there and that's do a little it. Much, I know, though, throw, but just like, kind of throw them in there. You yeah. know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, they did that with my uncle. Did that to me, throw me <laughs> in the deep end. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, well, it was. Traumatize actually. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't a good metaphor that I used, yeah. but that's what I was trying to say with you know with you what, with what you just said of just you know going out there and doing it. But yeah. I I think like I mean, from the fans' perspective, you know from the fans, you know what they expected. I think that everybody was very happy and excited with what they saw and with what happened, and you know just the energy and the vibe and feeling that for the talent. So uh, they couldn't have, they really couldn't have started off better than than that. F- four-way uh women's match they had those those ladies just went out there and fucking murdered it they were great so happy for them and right away trending on twitter that that must have been awesome how was that what's that like everybody that was basically coming back coming back through the curtain what was the facial reactions just excitement like we did it yes keep going yeah especially i just since we're talking about that i just want to uh congratulate candace because uh you know to me, she kind of along the same lines as, as Gargano. Um, she's like that as, as far as w- w- in the you know, as far as the women go, um, and not just women, but she's just one of the best baby faces in the industry, you know, man or woman. Yeah. And also, not the first choice. She wouldn't. She's not the one that they look at and go, "She's the chosen one." But yeah, like 
she still comes up and, and rises up past that and goes, uh-uh, motherfuckers, I'm right here, you know, and, you know, the people love her, and, uh, and I don't know, I'm just really happy for her. And then I think that's always the best when it's not the person that was chosen and it's the person that rises to the top. And then, you know, for example, Becky Lynch, you know, there's so many examples of people, you know, but that's just one that comes, you know, to mind. But it it makes it just the fans know. And I think they know. And it makes it that more much more special, I think. Yeah. I was talking to Johnny about that. Johnny Gargano. You know, we were talking about happy we we were for her or are for her. And she's been making the rounds for years, you know, like really going out there, gaining her stripes, wrestling men, you know, having these really good matches in the indie scene where, you know, when she came out, you knew you were going to have a good time watching her because she brought something different to the table. So what I was what I was about to say with uh, I was talking to Johnny. Bret Hart was one of those guys that one of the greatest of all time, world champion, whatever. But he was always like, uh. The Lex Express didn't work out. Okay, we'll put it on Brett. Um, this guy, you know, like anytime, like just whatever plan they had didn't work out, it was like their standby, you know? Right. One of the greatest of all time, but that was kind of the thing, right? Like right. he wasn't Vince's first choice. And that's kind of, you know, I was talking to Johnny about that. Like you get a chip on your shoulder when, when you're that person. Yeah. You know, and you can use that to your advantage. I think I, know, for more recent out. terms, I feel like with Raw last night, I feel like I'm seeing that in Chad Gable. Oh, good. With what you're seeing, because yeah. the, the fans were like really into him, like even last week, and even more so this week. Yeah. So I feel like recent people, that might be somebody that you know maybe we should keep on our sure. eye on in terms of doing what we're talking about with yeah. Candice, like Candice LeRae, Becky Lynch, etc. Yeah. So, is um, anything you want to ask me about that before we? Get into what we're going to do about your week, your weekend. Yeah. Well, I just I mean I just wanted to know how the vibe was like. I mean, because like we said, it's something very exciting. It's very huge. You know, from what I saw on Twitter and social media, you know, people were like, "Dude, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for yeah. for everybody at NXT." So I just wanted to know, like, being there, if you guys really felt that electricity, especially backstage. Obviously, we don't see that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there was a lot, I mean, because so many of them haven't, have never done live TV. You know, a lot of, a lot of them have done TV, obviously, right. but, you know, it's a little bit different when you're doing it live and you got to hit your time, you know, hit your times, you got to get your times perfect, you know, for commercial breaks and then going off the air. So, uh, yeah, it just adds a lot of pressure. You get to see who, you know, because there's people that are incredibly talented, uh, you can have new people that like have the same amount of talent, but one chokes under pressure and one thrives in it, un- you know, under right. pressure. Do you think you saw that? Like, you don't have to name names, but do you think you notice like some people you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't expect this from this person. And, um, you know, they rise to the occasion. No, I wouldn't say that. But okay. I did see some, you know, maybe a, a little just maybe some nerves getting the best of people. people. I'm not going to mention names. No, of course not. Right. So. But I think yeah. it's bound. It's natural to happen. But obviously, with the weeks coming by, eventually that will be shaken off. You know. Yeah. And yeah. I like just uh, stay tuned for the next, you know, next few weeks of, uh, of NXT. It's going to get even better. It's going to get crazy. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I know what's coming up. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I know right. the inside scoop, and I'm not telling. 
<laughs> for the rest of us, we'll just have to wait and see, yeah. which is even better. Uh, all right, do you want to jump into the meat of our show today, or yeah, do you want to add anything else today? Denise, why don't you tell everybody what we have going on today? All right, so we did a poll. Like always, we're doing polls now to talk about certain topics you guys pick, and we're listening to you guys, seeing what you want to want us to talk about, what specifically Sean. And the last week's topic that actually won was your return after WrestleMania 14 to the company. And so today we're going to go ahead and talk about that. And before we sort of get into the questions and all of that, I just want to set, you know, set the set the tone. So at this point, Shawn Michaels is injured. He got his back injury. Right. You know, very unfortunate. And Triple H assumes leadership of DX the day after WrestleMania 14. Triple H comes out and he cuts this promo and he says that he is going to inject new blood and he says when He's going he's gonna to look to your blood, he's going to look to his buddies, and he's going to look to the clique. And he comes out there, and you know everyone's wondering what's going to happen, and then your music hits, and you come out. And then you come out, and you do this amazing promo with, you know, I was re-watching this, and yeah. some of the things you said on there, um, I have very terrible writing, but basically, you went out there, and you said <laughs> you, uh, you you said some stuff to Hulk Hogan, you gave him some shout-outs, some, not some good shout-outs, but... Uh, Basically, you talked about Eric Bischoff. You talked about him keeping Scott Hall and Kevin Nash yeah. hostage. You even said something about, um, what is it? Uh, <laughs> you said you suck pal to, uh, to, was it Hulk Hogan? Yeah. And, uh, you went ahead and said that, you know, he could, Eric Bischoff would go up Hulk's butt had he known, um, something for his breakfast. A bunch of crazy things. I'm messing it up here because I wrote it so terribly. So but you what could, I said was. You can go ahead and read. I said, Hulk, I said, you know, be careful. You don't want to stop short. Eric Bischoff will go so far up your ass, you'll you'll know what you have for breakfast. I was dying. I was hearing this and I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is, this is gold. So, okay. But before we get into that, let's just kind of go backwards a little bit. How much time went before you got contacted by WWE after WCW? After, um, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly, Denise. I it it was just I can't remember if they got word, you know, because the word had gotten out that I got, you know, I got fired or I got my release, you know. Uh, but I've been keeping, <clears throat> you know, always keeping touch with Paul Hunter. Or whatever you want to call, them. Um, you know, we always stayed in touch with each other. You know, even though we were working at other, you know, in other companies and and all that. But uh, it was just really good timing. You know, um, I'd been sitting at home, so you know, like I'd been sitting at home for you know probably eight months at that point, uh, re- recuperating from a cervical fusion that I had. And so I was, I mean, I was almost ready to come back when Eric, you know, a lot of people know this story, so I'm not going to go in deep into the story, but, um, yeah, I, so I've been watching WWE stuff and ever since the Montreal screw job, uh, ordeal, like all these eyes were back on WWE. It really, a lot of attention was on WWE and, uh. And it got my attention, and you know, so I was watching what was going on there, and 
<clears throat> I could tell things were picking up there. Business was picking up. Momentum, you know, Stone, Stone Cold stuff was really catching on. And, you know, the DX stuff. And, you know, they're pretty, they had a strong undercard too, you know. Um, so when I got fired, I was pissed off at just the idea of getting fired by FedEx. And so, I mean, that was about it. I, I really was, you know, I was looking at this as, you know, this is my get out of jail card. Not that I, I'm not, you know, wasn't jail WCW. I had a lot of good experiences there, and but there was some bad. Right. Um. Um. So. Um. You know, Paul. I just remember Paul calling me and and just telling me what was going on with Sean. Sean, you know, he was hurt and he was working hurt for, you know, a long time. And it was, you know, they knew that, okay, WrestleMania, he was going to do the honors for Steve and then he was done. You know, really, you know, everyone kind of just figured he was done for good, you know, low back injury like did that. Did they really, did you guys all at this point really <laughs> know how serious it was? Yeah, and a low back, I mean, you know, I had a Necks are and and you know the neck is incredibly serious, you know like you you break your neck you neither die or be a quadriplegic or or whatever, you know if your uh, spinal cord is damaged that high up, and so like the injuries aren't as serious on your low back, but the surgery to fix it is way more complicated and can have a lot more uh, complications, you know and. And, uh, you know, that sometimes people just from the surgery, they never recover from complications from the surgery on the lower back stuff. I have a brother-in-law going through hell over that type of thing. Uh, so yeah. Um, in the meantime, Kevin and Scott had a meeting with Eric over the whole firing me thing and, you know. I'm not going to go into that part because there's stories of how that meeting went down and, you know, who's, you know, whose version is true and, you know, how, how, uh, um, how much exaggeration was, you know, added to the story. But, uh, they were pretty pissed at, at Eric and, and Eric just said, you know, to have Sean call me and, you know, I'm pretty sure he probably admit this, like his whole intent was just to kind of. You know, put me in my place. Put Kevin and Scott in right. that place. And I understand. They were being difficult. You see you to punish them. trying men. to just look at it from Eric's point of view. Right. You know, because, I mean, we were, you know, <laughs> we were us. And uh, and that, so, um, yeah, I, there was no way. I told Kev, I was like, fuck him. Tell him to call me, you know. And, uh, but I'd already been talking to Paul. and I'd been negotiating with with um, you know, with WWE through my agent through through Barry Bloom, uh, but Barry was kind of persona non grata with WWE over the Jesse Ventura lawsuit, where they had like almost a million dollar judgment uh, over royalties, so they wouldn't even deal with Barry. So Barry had to get some a middleman involved. That's a whole other story, but. Um, they kind of lowballed me on my on on the first offer and put it out publicly. Jr., who you know, I mean, you know, I love Jr. Right, and that was 
You know, it was just like it's a tactic to get that number out there, that low number. Um, I was pissed too. You know, um, so like at one point I was just like, fuck it, I'm not coming back. And Paul called me, oh, come on, you know, like don't let this, you know, and he's right. Like I've fucking made way more, like five times more money. Like don't let this ruin it for you. For everything. Right. You know, he was just, and I could, I understood from Paul's point of view, you know, because. You know, he wanted to keep that DX thing going because it was sweet. Yeah, what and were it would have been really hard. Too? What's that? To keep, you know, the fact that you guys were going to try to keep DX going yeah. without Shawn Michaels, who was, you know, a big portion of yeah. that. Well, it was me coming back. I'm not saying it wouldn't have worked if I didn't come back, but boy, it, it very well may not have. You know what I mean? And and it just it was uh, if there was anyone that was going to come in. It, to that spot, it would have been me. Like, right. just it was the it was a perfect spot for me. Obviously, the way I mean, look how it turned out. Exactly, exactly. You know? and before we get to that, though, you know, you say that there was a point where you you were upset. You yeah. thought maybe I'm not going to go back, but obviously you were. I let my ego were, get the best of exactly. me. Exactly, right? and yeah. you were looking to get you know you were getting better, getting getting ready to get back out there. So when you were considering not going yeah. back to WWE, were there any other options? Perhaps ECW, no, WCW. Oh, no. back with... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So it was something that you considered? Sure. Okay. I mean, no, but... So, no. <laughs> so, no and, no and no. yes. No, but I know me, and like if if I, I would... That, that would have been the only place I would have... Because that's the only place I would have been making that kind of money. And I was used to making that kind of money at that point. Okay. You know, I had some bills that, you know... You know, my monthly nut was uh, was such that you know I needed to make a certain amount of money. So right. yeah, uh, but so I was. I mean, not that this has anything to do with you know like the DX, the promo and you know everything that happened after that. But you know, I knew what I knew what Jeff Jarrett's guarantee was. I knew what Mark Miro's guarantee was, and I do that in their face, and fucking Jim got mad too. He's like, "Ah, damn it!" And I'm like, "Dude, don't fucking pay them that." I'm like, I was like, because in my opinion, I'm like, I'm worth way fucking more than those guys. And I mean, it's good to know somebody, your worth. Yeah, whether anyone agrees with me that's listening to it, or not, I mean, that's how I felt, you know. Um, and uh, so. In lieu of the the downside guarantee, you know, not getting exactly what I wanted on that, I asked for all kinds of fucking perks, you know, like, like first class, only fifteen days a month, so they couldn't work me more than half the month. So you stayed with the first like offer, or did they? No, go I still up got like it higher, but higher offer yeah. plus the perks. Yeah. Okay. I think my fur it was, I think my first. Then when I came back, I think my downside was like three hundred grand or something. But I was like making a million dollars. Right. So that 300 really wasn't, didn't matter much until like the very end when, you know, I wasn't making as much at the, uh, you know, at the, um, ah, whatever. That's another story. But automatically going in with this new, you know, this new deal, this yeah, new perks, did it. you feel, yeah, you felt yeah. good, you felt happy, yeah. felt but, like you made the right decision. So, funny thing about that is, is I worked on it, and the same with WCW. I don't think I ever signed the actual long-form contract in WCW. I worked the whole time on a deal memo, which is the the basic terms, right? Like, mm-hmm. not the minutia, but just the main stuff. 
Wow. And yeah. no one ever said anything about that? Never. Well, yeah, they were trying to get me signed, but like it was trying to get a raise. Oh, I see. Eric was giving out raises to other, like, you know, Kevin and Scott, and I wanted it on, on that, you know? Um, so, but it never did happen. That's why I ended up working hurt down there. Now, I worked for a while hurt. Like, I, my neck was broken. I just kept working. But, uh, anyways. Where was I? Okay, so let's let's go into you know you you come out you make your debut you're back. One of the things that you know we had known from your career earlier on in the company is obviously you had the kid persona. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah, so you know I was talking about not ever really signing the actual contract at WCW. Similar happened in WWE when I got back because we were arguing over the rights to the name X Pac. Because I came up with it. It's my fucking idea. Everything about it is mine. Well, that's because when you first came out, you didn't have an actual name. Right. right. Okay. So we were bickering about that. And so it was probably another eight months or a year before I actually signed the contract contract. So, yeah, there was, you know, I wanted to get what I what I could get. You know, I was going to fucking fight for, because I had this. You know, the first time I was there, I felt like I'd gotten walked on a little bit, whether that's true or not, you know. But how do you go about that? Because, you know, there's so many instances, so many stories where we heard where guys want to speak out about something that they're unhappy with, but maybe they don't have that leverage. They're not, you know, the top, top star. How do you go about saying this is what I want? This is what I think is right. And, you know, sort of having that work like for you instead of against you. Well, you either wait till you have that kind of leverage before you start, you know complaining or um, being, you know, at the drop of a hat, uh, willing to walk away from all of it and be able to pay your bills doing something else, like, gives you leverage. Also, the I don't give a fuck kind to where, like, you may not be the top guy here or you may not be this or that, but, you know... You don't fucking need the place, you know? So, you know, the I don't give a fuck is is amazing leverage. Wow. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, as I was saying earlier, so you were, you obviously, you know, you had the kid character, yeah. you know, very different from how you came back, you know, more ed- like edgier. Your vibe was different. Your attitude was yeah. different. So it was a full change. How important was that character change for you in terms of helping DX get over? Mm. It was incredibly important. It was actually, you know, the change from from one, two, three kid to six was incredibly important. That was where, you know, I didn't want to be a kid anymore. You know, I hated And you were also trying to get away from... I was all all my life as a child, I was in a big hurry to grow up and not be a kid. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, so I grew facial hair best I could. Actually, I couldn't even really grow any. Until <laughs> I left, and when I like went to WCW, I actually got on some steroids, and they helped me grow. Yeah, I was hair. gonna say because prior to that, you were yeah. super clean and shiny. And it wasn't a, it was like testosterone, which is considered steroids, yeah. but like basically for you know just for the for the layperson out there, yeah. The I started taking steroids. Late I was a, I was able to grow some fucking facial hair then, yeah. and I you know the testing was different down there. It was mainly just a PR thing, like they didn't. They weren't really trying to bust anybody. I know, but it was just crazy. Like, if you see, like, just looking at your WWE stuff, if you see yeah. the beginning, 
mm-hmm. to that little point. Just yeah. that. Just two pictures side by side. It's like, how how on earth did that happen? It was a major change. Yeah. A, a, a major change. So now with this promo, we mentioned that you said a lot of interesting things. Did they tell you what to say? Not one thing. Did you have any restrictions on how much you could name Eric Bischoff or no. WCW? Nothing. And when I before I went before I went out for my for that segment, Vince looked at me. Goes, they're expecting. I've mentioned this before. Vince looked at me. Said they're expecting something big from you. Go out and give it to him. He didn't. No one said, "Hey, I think you should say this. I think you should say that." And it was better that way for uh, plausible deniability. I didn't know he was going to say that. Right. So when they did sue us. I was I, about to ask yeah. if there was gonna if there was any oh, legal repercussions yeah, because I know at this point they were going back and forth with any little things. Yeah. So with you know those mentions, especially when so you said oh they're being ways. held hostage. Oh yeah, I know. In all that. fairness, it went both ways. There were lawsuits at you know, at W WCW too. So when you go out there and you hear Vince say to you, people are expecting something big from you, what kind of pressure does that put on you? And did you kind of second guess? Did you did you already have in mind what you were going to say? Or was it in the moment, this is what Some I'm going to say? Some bullet points. Bullet points? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the smoothest. It was, it was uh, eventful on my part. But, you know, if you go back and listen to it, it wasn't very smooth. You know, I was nervous. I was extremely nervous. You know, I talk about this a lot. I'm scared. I have a fear of talking in public. And but you had the energy, though. Yes, I think and the I, energy the probably hid the nerves. I think and the authenticity it trumps all of it. You know, right. and uh, and you know, I did have some zingers, right? Like, you know, the you know holding yeah. Kevin and Scott hostage, and so when. Um, because those are some big yeah. things to say about yeah. a company in general. To yeah. say they're holding their employees hostage. Yeah, so when I was being deposed uh, by WCW's lawyer, and my lawyer was present too, um, you know, like one of the questions was, is, why'd you say that? And the truth, my answer was the truth. I said, well, I was talking to... Kevin Nash the night before, and he told me that would be fun, that would be great if I said that. And they're just like, oh fuck. They basically ended up, you know, just throwing in the towel on that lawsuit. Wow. And so you knew like, it was coming. Obviously. What do you mean when you say "suck it"? What is it? And I'm like, you know what it, it is. You're like, do I really have to explain that My to ding you? Dong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so did you? Uh, so okay, well, you got the you did get a legal response as we know, but what did Hall and Nash say, and what was their reaction to hearing you say this, you know, live on TV? Ah, uh, you know, I think they had a good chuckle, and, and actually, Eric, he was like, yeah, you know, I you know he owed me that one, you know, he was pretty cool about it. Actually. Oh, so he wasn't upset? No, he understood. <clears throat> Yeah, but he wanted to turn that into him versus Vince, not him versus me, right? Right. It so, makes it hot television. Yeah. So after this promo, DX, is, the crowd goes crazy. You know, they turn pretty much babyface in that moment. But yeah. then later on, we still see you guys do heelish tactics. So before we get to that, was that the plan to turn you guys babyface? No. It just happened naturally yeah. then. Okay, because it, it kind of seemed like it wasn't the plan, you sure. know, later on after, after that. And, you know... <clears throat> And also, when you send us out into the streets and, you know, into Manhattan and have us doing all these, like, just shooting shit on the street, and we just had a good time doing things, and, you know, they play that, 
on TV. So do you remember any of that when we're like? Did you ever see any of that? The yeah, GX I've stuff? seen. I've seen so like. So, so much do you GX. know why they why they had that? It was because why? it was a taped show because it was still a one week tape, one week mm-hmm. live, and that particular week they were like ten minutes light on on the show. Like they needed to fill ten fucking minutes, so they sent us into Manhattan, you know, with the camera crew, and we just fucked off, and nobody, you know, we just did shit. You know, and they played it, and it's hard not to, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to like us. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, everybody likes the cool bad guys yeah. or the cool bad kids that are, you know, breaking the rules yeah. and, you know, doing the fun stuff that everybody wants you, to you do. You know, and then we, I don't know, are you going to talk about the invasion stuff at all, or are we just talking about this? So we're just, we're mainly focusing on this. So I yeah. figured, hey, save some topics for later, right? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, how did you feel after that promo? What were your thoughts afterwards? Like, okay, this has been said and done. Uh, I knew it was good. Yeah, I I got back and you know it was. I didn't need to get the pat on the back from Vince and and, and everybody, but I did. Uh, I knew. Did he say any anything specifically to you? I don't remember any specific words. I just remember the the approval and, you know, that's the biggest. There's nothing. There's nothing that was more important to me, on the job. I'm not saying in life, but at my job, there was nothing more important. There was nothing I wanted more than to get the approval of Vince. And it's not like he hands those out left and right. Not all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So also on this night, which was very interesting, is that Austin gets his new belt. Yes. So you can say it's sort of the start of the Austin era. But when you look back, one of the things that they remember most, the fans, is your promo Given that on the same night Austin gets this bout, how does that feel for you knowing that when people look back, this is what they remember? It feels pretty good, Denise. You know, uh, it was a big thing. It was because Austin was already there. He was already, and you know, like that was me coming back was a surprise for a lot of people. Some people knew, you know, because they knew I was let go and, you know, I knew there was a chance I was gonna end up there but even eric didn't he thought up until the moment he saw me on raw that i'd be calling giving him a call really yeah so he still thought there might be a chance yeah wow okay so you know mentioning the fact that this was very huge before this the raw after mania appearances you know debuts were not a thing do you would you say that maybe you were one of those people that sort of kicked that off I think that was the first of the Monday after WrestleMania shows that like became okay. You got to tune in to Monday after Raw's like from now on, right? Because you never know what's going to yeah. happen. Because yeah. I think afterwards it wasn't uh, Brock until 2002. I think so. There did some time did go by, but you know it sort of was like that thing that sort yeah. of kicked it off. And now at the end of the night, you guys added the New Age Outlaws. What were your thoughts on that? I, you know, I mean, when we look back on it and, and just how everything turned out, obviously, like, they were the perfect addition. And and even if I hadn't come back, I think there was the plan of, of having, because the plan was, or the talk was even before, way before I came back, well, Sean was still active, like, to add those guys to the mix. But they were doing fine on their own at that point. So, um, no. Just, I don't know. I can't. Uh, 
uh, I can't really stress enough how important those guys were to the whole uh, DX recipe, you know? Uh, and then having them as the main event was also yeah. important, correct? Yeah. Um, uh, so when when we came into the cage and we're, we're beating up uh, Terry Funk and, and, and Mick, uh, so... I got Mick down in the corner and I went to give him the Bronco Buster and he rolled over on his stomach. He didn't want to take it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So he didn't like, you didn't say oh, like, hey, yeah. I'm going to go for it, you know, heads up. Mm, yeah. Oh, man. What'd you do? I, I kind of just did it, kind of however. Like and, however it came through. Yeah. And, it was, and I get it. But it wasn't that, it wasn't that long before when I was, whenever I was working with Mick, he was like, the first one to say, hey, when are you going to hit me with the Bronco Buster? You know, I, I was thinking right there, that's when you hit me with the Bronco. Is You know, it just, I get it. You know, you got some guy jumping up and down his balls in your face. <laughs> and what the fuck, right? Exactly. So one of the things that I thought visually was impactful was after. So the ending clip of Raw was all of you guys on top yeah. of that cage and you guys are all like, you know, cheering, whatever, doing your thing. But that last shot that we see, you know, the focus is on all of you. Yeah. All of you. You don't really see that anymore where, you know, now usually the focus is on one guy at the right. end of Raw. But this time it was, you know, all of you guys. You guys sure. were all part of that. So I don't know. Does that, you know, how does that make you feel? Or, you know, what what is that? What does that signify to you? Like a, the, the the difference from that to now where it's the focus is on hmm. one guy. And then, you know, so many fans are always like, oh, let's push more guys. We, we you know, you guys, let's yeah. push more and more. Yeah. And we were seeing it, for example, in that tiny moment, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know. It was just a visual of all us, all of us up there. And I mean, that was, I mean, we needed to drive that home that this is DX now. And uh, and there was just you know there's a history there. What Road Dog and I were, were close friends bef- before, you know, you know when I was there before, and because uh, I was one of the first people he knew when he came in, you know. Uh, but and Billy, you know, long history with Billy, you know, he's the one, you know, with the eyebrows. Yeah. And well, I thought it was him, but uh, um, so we just had great chemistry. We just love being, you know, it was just the funnest. I mean, we had so much fun. It was honestly the best time in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, where there... people could tell, Denise. You yeah, know, no, they you could really tell. could. You really yeah. could tell. And then the fact that it became so iconic. And when you think back to this era, this is one of the things people think about, you know, DX. And so that's why I want to ask you if uh, were there ever was there ever any fear that without Shawn Michaels, that DX wouldn't get over? And what were Shawn Michaels' thoughts? I don't know. And yes, I'm sure there was a lot of doubt. You know, without Sean, if the, if it could keep going, but I had a fuck ton of momentum coming off of that, my NWO run. It was the biggest thing in wrestling, NWO, right? Of course, yeah. So you know, wow, that was a that was that was a big deal. That was a huge part of why, you know, I mean, it still would have been great if I would have came back, you know, into that spot. But the fact that I was a huge part of the NWO. 
added to that. Oh, just a a ton. It's interesting because, like, last time when we were talking about how you came in when you first started working with Razor Ramon, and then how you came back for your return, it seems like you always had a really good good introduction into the company, whether the first time or the next time, you know? So, I mean, that's just... I don't know. Do you call that luck? What is that? I don't know. Stars are all in alignment. There you go. Yeah. I just had uncanny uh, timing. Were there ever any plans for it not to be a day after WrestleMania return? No. No, always day after WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I feel bad because, you know, all, all the DX, the foundation of DX, that was, you know, Sean, um, Paul and Joni. And, you know, I got to give some credit to Rude for being in on that, too. But, main, you know, it's Paul and Sean's. Uh, and then he gets her and, you know, all the great, like, all the fruit. Like, he didn't get to reap the rewards as much, right? Like, for for the, you know, the foundation he laid and the hard work for DX. I mean, eventually he came back and right. they got that separate DX run, but so. But it was different, of course, yeah. you know, different yeah. timing, different points, yeah, that sort of thing. It would have been really cool if, like, it would have been so great if he would have been along for some of that stuff, like the invasion and, you know, that type of stuff. But then so. who knows how it would have all played yeah, out, who knows? you know, things yeah. might have been different yeah. or. Who knows what could have happened. So it seems like there was just all this really good timing. So, yeah, when I was thinking about this, I was like, man, I was like, Sean just got some real lucky moments here where you were able to come out, you know, given your shot and yeah. then really just run with it. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. Like the, my introductions, I've been, uh, well, you know, the WCW one when I when I went back there or when I went there. Eh, that was just kind of like an after thought the way i was introduced there but like you know the the one two three kids stuff the you know coming back in dx stuff it was hot yeah yeah it's i mean you can't it's you can't get more ideal circumstances than those two that's the dream i mean how many guys don't come in thinking oh i'm so excited i'm here what's gonna happen and then nothing happens you know so it's you know it's awesome when it does happen you know for yourself and for other people as well yeah and we were off to the races yeah all right well that's that it that's what i have for you if you want to add anything else let me know we can add it no i i mean it's a That's cool, hist- it. yeah. cool historic moment, I think, though. And I think, like, anybody that goes back and, like, rewatches it, especially because I know for our last show that we did, people went back and rewatched some of your matches uh-huh. at Impact. So maybe some people are like, you know what, let me go back and rewatch this and re-see this, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And it, it just, even now, hearing, like, what was said, it's like, man, that was a that was a big deal, you know? Yeah. Imagine hearing that now. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Cool. Well, thank you, Denise. Yeah, thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, I don't know. You want to just give all the, you know, all right. Obligatory, let's go ahead. Let's get out of here, stuff. So good news. We already broke ten thousand subscribers on YouTube. So yay! I don't know if you saw that, but yep. I posted that on Twitter. So guys, again, YouTube.com/slash XPOC XPOC one two three sixty show on Twitter and on Instagram. Make sure to follow us. We post exclusive clips and so much more. Don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a really good review on Apple Podcasts. We need those. We read those. Rate us five stars. So you guys know the drill. Yes. 
As for me, please do not forget to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. This week, I'm going to be covering Bellator 228, so I'm going to be coming out with lots of videos, so hopefully you guys check those out. Yeah. You're going to come to... Uh Sacramento with me for that watch along thing. I hope so. Yeah. And I'm also going to be doing uh, the blue carpet on October 4th. Oh, very cool. So, yeah, I'm excited. All right. All right, everyone. We'll see you right here next week after Buzz TV Studios. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Sean Waltman, and the entire X Pac 12360 staff, thank you for tuning in to X Pac 12360.